0: Welcome to The Film of Science, the podcast where we discuss all things movies. Join us as we dive deep into the latest releases, revisit classic films, and explore the art of cinema. Whether you're a film fanatic or just love a good flick, we've got you covered. From Hollywood blockbusters to indie gems, we'll be breaking down the storytelling, cinematography, and everything in between. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready for some cinematic magic. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level, where the $5 tier will grant the ability to request films for future episodes. This is the Film where movies are more than just entertainment, they're an experience. And welcome back to another episode of the Film Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for sacrificing your time, your precious, precious time. I'm joined today by Saint Lucy herself. Hello, Lucy. everyone. Yeah, hello.
1: <laughs> <Lucy>.
0: <laughs> you can join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for brand new episodes of the Film I'm glad you guys could be here today, discussing another movie. Some previous episodes include, though, Iron Man, 2008's Iron Man, Blue Beetle, the recent meh superhero film, Gran Turismo, Ford versus Ferrari. Great film, and the Nun. Bleh. And surprise, surprise! Today we are discussing the Nun too, <gasps> directed by Michael Chavis. Sounds like a Jewish holiday. Before we say anything at all, did we or did we not like this film? Did I like this film, Saint Lucy?
1: Yes, you did like this film, but it's you know again, it's not your favorite horror movie of the year or anything.
0: What's my favorite horror movie of the year?
1: Probably Talk to Me, but I'm just, I'm blanking on horror films that have come out this year.
0: Does Is Bose afraid of horror film?
1: No. I guess if you want to say psychological horror, but nah.
0: I think you liked this film very much.
1: Ah, interesting. Yeah.
0: I think you liked it much more than none one. I think you had a lot of fun watching this movie. So I will say off the top, I do think this is now one of the better Conjuring films.
1: Really? That's a bold statement.
0: Well, I think it's much better than Nun 1. I think it's much better okay. than Annabelle 1 and 3 and much better than La Llorona. And so that's half of it. <laughs> so it's, it's in the upper half, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm blanking on the Annabelles right now. So I don't know. I'd I'd have to uh maybe get a quick quick synopsis of those. But I thought those were fine. I thought I remembered those being okay. But maybe not. Not saying that this movie isn't good. But it, there was just something missing for me here.
0: Well, I think it was a victim of what came before. So it had a lot to kind of. Ha- it couldn't abandon everything. It certainly tried to, but it it had to kind of keep some of the the bad and some of the good and but especially the ugly. And that's just an unfortunate side effect of, you know, having, I guess, a cinematic universe. But I like that this movie was shot like a little bit of a dramatic telling, but you know, jumping between the characters and building reason to why are we at, you know, the, the boarding school and I guess it's pretty obvious that Frenchie is possessed. You know, you know that immediately the new duo with irene and the girl from mississippi
1: Uh, deborah
0: deborah that's a fun dynamic it's much more colorful and just fun than irene and burke that was (laughs) there was nothing going on there you know there's it felt like there was actually something to teach deborah you said her name was yeah and it felt like it was kind of the same it felt like it was kind of the same lesson that Irene was kind of sort of going through that miracles do exist in the first one, but it was a little bit more on the nose here and you know, welcomely so, I think, because we didn't get anything in the first one. And she's not, you know, Deborah's not a complicated character, she's not supposed to be, and she I think that was her one and only punch that she could get. Was that? Miracles do exist. <sighs> and we got it. Then we got it kind of in scores in some way that they survived i guess but yeah so there's i think there's a lot of there's a lot of good here the movie's not very good but there's a lot of really good parts that don't really connect in the right ways for me to love this movie but like conjuring one and two i think those are great films i guess those are some of my kind of hip fire impressions so talk to me a little bit about how you first feel about this film
1: so the story was developed a lot better. We have, you know, semi-interesting characters. You gave Frenchie a love interest that has a little girl, and she's kind of important here. Because I guess without her, we wouldn't have that little goat Satan creature thing come out of the glass.
0: Yeah, they help build a little texture so in the world. we
1: have texture, and I, I mean... Yeah, I was trying to figure out what Deborah's point to this movie was, but yeah, okay, she's just a tag along for the miracle, uh, eyewitness. All right, cool.
0: I thought she was gonna play as the comic relief a little bit, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like she did.
1: Uh, she kind of did with the, the smoking thing, I guess. You know, I guess a non-smoking is our ha ha moment. Yeah, and. I- uh, uh yeah,
0: okay. So, but not really. But not really. Not in a an explicit way. Like, I guess I say that because you know, as often the token black person is a comic relief in yeah. in horror films, and it's usually not very good. It's usually kind of stupid. Like, you know, like we saw in Insidious, the red door, last door. I don't know, the ninth yeah, Insidious, the whatever door, it is. Yeah, where that was a great example of. How to not write a comic relief character, yep, I feel like this side character was handled a little bit more tastefully,
1: yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, but it just I thought she was gonna play a more important role, and yeah, she was just kinda eh, okay,
0: she was basically ultimately kind of set up for some of the end there, which we'll yes. get to, which was yes. I'm not gonna lie. I- Spoiler alerts, we'll get into it here in a second, but it's probably some of the coolest bits in all of the Conjuring. Yep. All of the Conjuring yep. universe. I was like, wow, this is very neat.
1: So, another thing about this movie is that I didn't have the jump scares I wanted. Mm-hmm. They weren't there, and I didn't like it, because I, I liked getting yeah. scared, jumped, jump scared.
0: And they really kind of set you up in the first one, in an abusive way. Like they're just gonna kind of really hit you over the head with yeah. it until you, until you, you know, you think getting hit over the head is like just part of normal life. <laughs> and then they just completely take a left turn in that boat, which I appreciate on one level because they understand that that was a problem in the first one, obviously. Okay. But they went a little far.
1: They took it away. Yeah, completely.
0: Until the very end, I think. But.
1: Until the very end. okay. So they took away the jump scares, but they still gave you a level of creepiness. Yes. Especially towards the end that I, I appreciate. It's kind of like uh, hereditary where you're you don't have jump scares.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: But you're creeped out. True. Yeah. You know, For just sure. the same feeling. I'm not in no way comparing this yeah. film. Yeah, be to, careful what you said. To the greatness. <laughs> but just just that kind of feeling of you know, I'm not watching Hereditary for the jump scare, for the screaming, for the covering my face. I'm watching it for the creepiness level. Not that this movie has a lot of that, but um, it's more on that level. So I I, I didn't like that because I watched The Conjuring movies and, you know, The Nun for that. That was a miss. That was a miss here. Me.
0: Yes, I totally agree. Because, cause, I mean, like you said, they... Basically set it up really well. they let the natural tension build and but they don't deliver in that way. They deliver in other ways, and it's very cool here and there, but like the end, pretty much just the end it all kind mm-hmm. of every all of its a payoff for the end and it it works really well on that level, but we do kind of lose the essence of this more or less junk foody kind of horror film, yeah. So I I know I totally get that. Even though I don't usually get jump scared, I like I do like a cool fun jump scare, you know, there. But yeah, no, I mean I didn't I guess I didn't realize that until you said that just now, but yeah. So I guess I want to talk a little bit about the setup because the setup in the first movie is pretty weak. And I think we get a pretty weak setup here too. It's just kind of funny that it just seems like they're, they have a hard time driving a, the nun story. I they, uh, just feel like there isn't, I mean, and I feel like that has half to do with picking up the pieces of the first one because we immediately are introduced, reintroduced to Irene. Right. And we're told, all right, Burke's dead. All right. Now we know immediately that we're retconning the first movie. <laughs>
1: Okay, you know what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: it's like okay, okay. <laughs> Frenchie's interested in a teacher. You know, yep. he's found love. He's found parenthood. You know, fathership. He wants. You know, he, he loves his kid too. Right. Mm-hmm. That that takes off all of the the minor little bits of slack we had with his small small infatuation with Irene in the beginning. Yeah, sister Irene S-sta. is anonymous. She, we we hear, we know the nun, the nun, everyone knows the nun's story, but they don't know who the nun is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. She has no legacy. She's not a hero, except within the Vatican, of course, and everything, which helps kind of initiate this story, but she's, that legacy's, there is none, you know, without within the public. Okay. So we're just completely abandoning the first one. The, the first movie ultimately ends on a vessel to let valak out in the world yeah through through frenchie yep so that sucks that makes the first movie even worse
1: <laughs> damn
0: it really does and i hate it i hate when these situations happen where like i was worried about that with spider-man miles morales uh-huh where because it they're so integral to one another that they really hinge on each other if the second didn't really deliver the first one is going to suffer and then it's going to go the other direction as well and so we're kind of getting the like the contrapositive of that where they know the first one's bad so they have to correct course yeah in yeah. some way and it's 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 a i'm sure it's not fun it's probably a little frustrating for you know michael and friends to
1: try not to laugh
0: to have to deal with that you know yeah so it's it's a little annoying that the first movie exists now in the form it does with this because it's i guess it's especially annoying because we it's it's the conjuring cinematic universe none one isn't just the launching point for this the the universe Mm -hmm. not i guess not the series right per se but but it's immediately started to be corrected in a better direction. It's just like, why why couldn't that have just been how things were in the first place? I don't know. It's just a little, it sucks. It makes me dislike none one a little bit more. What do you have to say about that?
1: Yeah, I definitely understand that. But I guess I do appreciate that they didn't try to keep going with the bullshit. They realized that the mistake was done and... They know they needed to reinvent something else, yet still keep these characters. Because, I, I mean, I do like these characters. I I do like Sister Irene. I think she did, you know, a decent job in the first one. So, I like that they kept her here. And um, I like Frenchie a lot, too. So, I'm glad he was the vessel when he came along. But, I mean, they aren't even the same characters anymore, either. So, uh eh, alright. It's okay. It's okay that that they did that, but it's it's a waste of time.
0: Yeah, they neutered the little character they had. I, I thought it was so funny when we were watching it. They were like, oh, Burke is dead. I saw it coming a mile away. I was like, they're not. They're closing all loose ends <laughs> on the first film. I was like, this is how do, I, I, it's just so
1: funny. How did he die? Oh, cholera. Oh, okay. 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 That, that's it. Cool. That's the death you gave him. Nice.
0: The other early silly point I thought to get things rolling that's I guess similar in the first one were the deaths. They're like, you know, this this priest, this nun, this other religious person has died here here and there and they're like it's all pointing back to Romania. I was <laughs> just like, how? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'd like to know. I this a throwaway line would be nice. You know, how exactly? Didn't and, they
1: say that it's traveling in a path?
0: Sure, it's traveling uh, west, <laughs> but Romania is one of the most <laughs> West European countries. Like, there's a lot of West. You know, and I, know, I realize we're headed towards France, right across the southern part of Europe. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> like, what? Uh, what is, I just wanted a little, I thought that was a little funny. That was funny. And then I guess we we find out that they are potential descendants of Saint Lucy, right? Which be, I guess because they said that, I feel like we needed just a little bit more connective tissue there, especially because it's tangential set up to Sister Irene also being uh, being a descendant of Saint Lucy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's potentially really fun i wish we could have gotten something a little deeper there like maybe uh a cousin of irene's <laughs> was killed as well or something i don't know S- something a little bit more
1: yeah yeah i wonder how they could have played that or maybe something with her mom too maybe it's the mom i mean well it has to be the mom's line right because the mom's yeah. the one that went insane and blah 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 so maybe we could have gotten something there Instead of flashbacks of them frolicking in the grass, which I still don't get those.
0: Yeah, they were a little tonally strange. They didn't, I don't feel like they were a proper set up to adding into the fact that she's a descendant of Lucy.
1: Yeah, and then her having those flashbacks, and then Sister Deborah asked her about her past or her mom or her family, whatever. And she's like, oh, I don't have any, whatever she said. I don't understand the whole point of the flashbacks and her denying that she has family, or I think she says she didn't know her family. I don't remember what she said, but I don't know what was the point of that. And it happened several times. Yeah, her flashbacks.
0: Yeah, it did. I it was they were weird. They were weird. I don't know what they really added to. Like I heard what they were saying, but yeah, the flashbacks themselves were, they were weird. Yeah, like they should have. Like, it would have been better if. I mean, we did see her mom get, like, taken away in one of them, I think.
1: I think they just. She just told us.
0: Did she just tell us that? Like, I think we probably so. should have seen her get taken yeah. away. Something like that. Like, her arguing with her dad or something about, you know, I'm not crazy or something. <laughs> or, you know, something like that.
1: Like, they always do. Like, they always
0: do. And then her get taken away. Yeah, I don't remember if we did or not. But, yeah, something like that. Because they were just, like, close ups of, like, them. Real focus on their eyes and stuff, and I okay, I get that.
1: I didn't notice that,
0: (gasps) yeah, but it doesn't add to anything, you know. It's just, yeah, okay, we got that (laughs) through other means, right? And they do a decent job building that up. I think it's they come at it from a couple different angles, which is more than I could ever ask for in this movie. It's very, I mean, it's cool, yeah. It's that's when you've got something when you've got a horror movie, right? It's hard to build character you know that's not the focal point yeah so i get that i I appreciate that a lot and i guess i do kind of like because i had a problem with irene being the one that who was selected in the first one i like that deborah just tags along she's <laughs> like she just shows up she's she, you know i'm like okay that's way better than whatever happened with irene in the first place
1: because she has visions
0: i have no doubt in my mind they had no idea where this was going around the first movie and someone read the story of st lucy i guess and was like got it we know how to fix this movie (laughs) i don't know how that happened but that that person needs a raise
1: someone was like uh visions uh eyes eyes oh (gasps) st lucy all right got it
0: there we go another another holy relic (laughs) uh, it works out because that that is nice connected tissue to the first movie that we have this second relic, I now wish it would embrace the national treasuriness of it a little bit more. And then, and that there was a third nun. I don't think there is a third nun. I think it's going to tie into the next conjuring. I think that's, I think that's the projection here. Okay. I think that's the trajectory I should say. But I think they did a better job building up the myth, the legend, the etherealness of the eyes because i don't know about you but i was even after seeing the blood of jesus christ i was still announced surprised that the eyes were real and they weren't like some metaphorical thing you know what i'm saying
1: no I you wasn't. were you weren't surprised no, at all not surprised at all <laughs> i was waiting for it
0: i cuz i feel like i well either way i feel like they did set it up a little better right yes. they did yes and i wish Cause you can only really pull that trick once, I guess. And they already showed us Jesus. They, they wasted it. They showed us Jesus's blood immediately. And you know, that's, that's just it. Which should have been a great setup, obviously. But I do, I do like it all kind of funneled into this old monk monastery and them searching for the eyes and stuff. It felt like there was a mission, you know? Yeah. There was no mission in the first movie. We need missions. We need objectives, you know. We need motivation. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, totally. We need people running because there's a, you know, a deadline or timeline that needs to be met. You urgency. Know, urgency. We need priests driving really fast cars. We need um the demon almost about to come out. Before the uh, person gets there. We need that. So I'm really curious about how you felt about that scene where the magazines uh, were flipping really fast on the magazine, magazine stand.
0: Mm, yeah, that was a little bit of a spectacle scene, wasn't it?
1: Yes. I'm really curious on your thoughts.
0: So it was cool, but they spent, I don't know, twice the length of time they yes. needed to. It was going on and on and on. It probably went on for like a solid two three minutes okay i was like why is this taking so long this is cool i don't know if it's cg or i'm sure it's i mean i'm i'm sure it's a combination of both at the very least but they they had figured something out with that look that technology that graphic flare and they were like we gotta it it reminded me of stuff that happens in games all the time where we have this new physics mechanic. We have this new thing that is really cool, and we need to put it in everywhere we can. And but you can't do that in a movie, obviously. You only get really one shot to do things like this. And but they—that's when you spend lots of time on. I was just like, what is going on? This, it, it, yeah. We spent. It was cool, but oh my god, it was so long.
1: It was way too long.
0: Yeah. Okay. I was. I was. I had forgotten about that until you brought that up. I thank you for bringing that up. I yes, yes, I'm glad you felt the same way.
1: I I didn't even have time to get creeped.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it dissipated. It's like building up and stuff and the, the pages are flipping and you're like looking at your watch. It, uh it,
1: Yeah, and it it exactly. It's not even suspense building and I'm waiting and I'm it waiting. Passed that. <laughs> it passed that. And I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah. I felt weird. I felt off. Yes, like, I took too long. It was weird, and I know people were talking about it, saying how cool it was, and it was like one of their favorite parts, and blah blah blah. But I don't know. I I didn't like it.
0: No, I think it ruined the good it had. You know. I, yes, I think it's cool, but it's just like, oh, it's I don't know. It just it it was it made me uneasy in the wrong way too. Mm-hmm it's kind of like i don't know it kind of feels like it's like a sex scene that just goes on a little too long it's just like this is weird yeah why am i watching this you know this is not
1: what is this leading to yeah
0: it was it was weird i totally agree totally 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 i forgot about that thank you for bringing that up
1: yeah it was a it was a complete flex it was it was a
0: flex that's a good way to put it yep total flex
1: look what we can do okay cool okay stop
0: (laughs) It happens in games all the time when they figure out a specific mechanic and make you do it over and over again. It's like, okay. In the game, it makes more sense, though, because there's a lot to a game.
1: Yeah. It almost reminds me, and I don't know how far apart how far apart these movies are, but it reminds me of uh, Frozen when mm. they figured out that kind of animation, and mm. then they took it maybe a little hardcore with um, – moana and the water mm. and they really figured out how to do water in moana yeah and then just let's splash water and everything after that
0: yes yeah pixar is not just pixar but the whole disney 3d animation family is big time uh, guilty of that yeah absolutely
1: but never did i feel uneasy like i did here no. watching any disney pixar movie
0: no, it'd be like Disney doing some weird like early year on during like the Tangled era or whatever or Frozen even where they just like do a weird hair thing or something you're just like mm. you know for too long. I could see that being kind of weird on a Disney movie. The water thing is they managed to make sense. They managed to make it make sense because it happens in the the Pacific Ocean. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: So there's a lot of water out there. So Yeah, no, I get that, I get that.
1: Maybe, like, making Elsa, like, clean around her castle just deflects the castle that they Mm -hmm. spend all that time working on. Yeah. Like, what? Why is Elsa cleaning? All right, cool.
0: Yeah. All right. (laughs) That's funny.
1: Okay, I'm glad glad we're on the same page there, because I thought I was just missing something here, and I felt way out of, you know, my comfort i don't know
0: no that was weird you saw people you saw stuff online kind of praising that yeah
1: yeah Hmm. like all right i mean it was like you said it was cool it was but for like the first minute yeah even two minutes all right
0: i mean there were probably 10 edits across the magazine yes like it was
1: it was too much. It was too much. It was, it really was too
0: much. much. But I can see like one. I can. See, I don't even want to go on and on about this. I'm more <laughs> like the magazines here. But I could see maybe three or four. But man, there were. It was like all over the place on them. They were, they were very. They were flexing that for sure. They were totally flexing that. Which I, I get it. I probably would too if I was in their shoes. But someone should have at some point watched them and been like, all right, people get it. <laughs> I get it. We get it. You know, we don't need maybe. it kind of interrupts what's going on here.
1: Maybe they did and they got fired. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Shut up. We just learned this.
0: That's funny. Yeah, and then she just passes out, and then Deborah finds her. And that's another one of those funny things I thought of you. Deborah was far enough away that she had no idea that was Irene on the floor on yeah. the ground out there. I was like, that's funny. It's Could've whatever, been- but
1: could have been a drunk out there, passed out. You know, yeah. you don't know.
0: But it was Irene. Good, good, good guess. <laughs>
1: good guess, Deborah.
0: Did you like the kind of dueling stories with Irene and Frenchie?
1: No, I I typically like a perspective switch, but here it it wasn't doing it for me. I I mean, I was way more interested in Frenchie's story. Um, I feel like we got way more characters there. More interesting characters with, you know, the little girls and the bullies and even the um, like the headmistress, whatever she's called of the house. And Mm. I mean, she even got a quick little backstory on why they don't use the chapel at the boarding school with her son. Her son, Cedric, had died in there. So that's why people don't go in there. I mean, it was it was way more fun, more interesting than anything sister Irene was doing. And I know she was just mainly there to get to Frenchie, but uh, she didn't do it in a great, fun way. So, you know, uh, she it could have been more. It could have been more with them, with Deborah and Irene.
0: Yeah, no, totally, totally. I guess I liked the kind of inflection point in their story where they were talking to the priest librarian, their librarian that was an expert in demonic shit and stuff, and was like, this old monk, he was, you know, he was given the eyes of St. Lucy, and he buried him in the monastery and look, it's now a boarding school. And they're like, oh shit. Yeah. So like, okay, that's that's fun. I like that. It really was just kind of a similar thing that was going on in the first movie where they were just kind of wandering around aimlessly on some level, but it was in such small little, with the exception of the magazine sequence, it was really kind of, interspersed within Frenchie's story and so I think it managed to to hold up okay it I could see maybe 10 minutes shaving off here and there of their story and maybe a couple of within the core of Frenchie story helping this movie a little more but I, I thought it was okay
1: yeah and part of my issue with it was her visions and what she saw and leaving me confused on was it real was it not real did she meet the little boy did she not meet the little boy and i guess how her visions work does she see the future does she see the past is she does she see the present i mean she knew about the rosary when um deborah was like you know the the boy left this and it was the rosary right and then she was. She said that the name of the priest that he had yeah. taken it from. So Irene said that. And okay, oh, well, you only knew that because you met the boy. But I, I don't know. It, it just left me a bit confused.
0: No, I, I totally get that. I would like to say that it is more of a, like she's got a touch to the thing or be in the area.
1: Because she had the vision of Frenchie early early in the film that's true so i'm um, i'm confused because the vatican guy came to see her now she touched the pictures see i don't i don't know her visions are a little um all over the place
0: yeah they are trying to place some logic in them but i don't know i wish they were either a little bit more ethereal and Hat or kind of up for interpretation, mm-hmm. or a little bit more cut and dry because of her connection to Saint Lucy. So, yeah, I'm kind of struggling with how to think about them.
1: Maybe I need a nun three to explain it, but for right now, I can't place. I can't place the visions, and you know, I'm not even going to think about what happened in the first one because I doubt they thought that through.
0: Yeah, no, they're trying to get away from the first one. Yeah.
1: I don't know, just, you know, what's going on there? Could I have used less of her visions? Probably.
0: Maybe. ethereal thing would have helped because it would have felt more dreamlike and Mm -hmm. they could have sprinkled in the, the answers and then you only see them in retrospect. So that would have been cool. But it may have been one of these things where they want the connective tissue to Lorraine in the Conjuring films. So they don't want to do away with them. And I think she deals with her visions by being in the place, touching the object. She can see the past of the thing. Okay. But it, it kind of was established in the first one that there's really no rhyme or reason. And I don't think they knew how to write around that. And so they just kind of let that let that fly because it serves as a nice, convenient kind of catalyst that can just pop up whenever it needs to. Yeah. Just in case they don't know where to take the take these guys from point A to point B, so i I could see it but and if they were too interpretive interpretable they she may have had a hard time getting to the monastery, but at the same time she got that clue came from the library guy. How did she end up to the library?
1: Yeah, I don't know how they end up there. I mean, all I remember was them. You know, she woke up from when she passed out and Deborah gave her the rosary and then they head off, head off to, oh, because of the symbol on the rosary. Okay. They're They're like, we know where we can go to get help.
0: Okay. Okay. That's fine. And then meet the priest, the priest library guy there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I do like that we learn, I guess at the same time there, that Valak was a fallen angel. Yeah. Bringing some history to our demon. I like that. You know, I like that
1: yeah you do like that
0: i guess a, i guess a little is better than none that's pretty much all we get really and he's kind of then has normal demon motives and he wants a thing he wants the eyes he wants power to get revenge on humanity goodwill mm. god i don't know whatever Those demons want things. yeah <laughs> living and shit For real, having fun
1: <laughs> well i'm ready to talk about the end
0: yeah, I mean, so the end was pretty cool.
1: The end was fucking awesome.
0: It It's kind of funny. We get a little something similar in the first movie where the end is the best part. And it, I don't know, it's just kind of a funny parallel that they know how to end the Nun movies, <laughs> but they really don't know how to start them. And we fortunately get a lot more meat here in this one uh, throughout. Thank you, Michael. And friends. Michael and friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the end. Tell me man, tell me some thoughts on this end part. It's pretty sick.
1: It was pretty cool. I did not expect that goat thing. Does it have a name? Um is it supposed to be Satan?
0: I think uh yeah.
1: Possessed goat? Just yeah. a friend, Valak and friend? I mean
0: I think I think it was maybe the devil.
1: Okay. That was fucking awesome. That didn't, it didn't, it didn't scare me per se. It creeped me out. I couldn't look at it too long, but oh my God, it was terrifying. And it was terrifying those girls. And then the fucking bully gets punctured through the door. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, no one's really dying in this film. Yeah. The Conjuring they, Universe. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. I mean, people, you you know, Okay. This person died, but you don't see it happen. No one's getting hurt, but this girl got fucking stabbed, and I loved it. I thought she was a goner, but no, they just they just hurt her a little bit, which is fine, I guess. It would have been cooler if she died.
0: That'd been awesome. <laughs> but all right, you
1: you stab her, that's fine with me. And I guess this where this is where uh, Sister Deborah comes in and kind of helps these girls out, but. Um it's her moment. It's yeah, like it's
0: like kind of the main reason she's in the film. That's true. To help shepherd these kids from this crazy ass beast.
1: I mean, he just looked cool.
0: It was super cool and I love the reveal of him. First of all, I like the setup where they're in the chapel area or whatever, and then they're giving us a little bit more texture on how the girls like to pick on the new girls or or just like the bully girls and about you know you can see the devil if you look at the stained glass at the right time and stuff and everything that's very cool and then they look away and look back and the goat's gone. Yep. It's like okay. What the that's, fuck? That's fun. That's very fun. And then I love the actual reveal where Deborah's kind of spiraling up the stairs with her her flashlight and we see him like in the corner sort of and stuff and it's like really cool. Yeah. It's very cool. And then it starts running down the stairs yes. and stuff. And, yeah, it you'd be a better judge of saying if, it's, if it got you scared or anything. But it did get me, like, going. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, what the
1: fuck is that, you know? It definitely creeped me. I didn't, you know, I didn't hide my face, but it creeped me out. Like, what the fuck? Where did this thing come from? That's from the glass. Oh, my God. They just did that. They just and did that. How are they going to kill this thing? All right, the demon, he's possessed. You, you know, throw some Jesus blood at him, you're good.
0: This thing's just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just manifest. <laughs> I like the presence of Beelzebub or the devil, or whatever he is, indicates to me that they knew the nun was no longer scary, Probably, you know, because of oh, the first one.
1: Oh my gosh. That's what I was
0: kind of thinking by the end of it. I was like, man, they really, they really felt like they had to go all out on this thing to kind of counter the lack of our scary nun the nun is still creepy looking and everything but she's our best friend yeah you know we've we've seen her quite a bit at this point Yep, especially watching these movies back to back and they don't capture her in a super creepy way and they they found they had a style and they got to kind of keep it for consistency and everything and that's just that's just filmmaking for you but they knew it and they kind of were like all right we got to we gotta counter this and we
1: gotta bring out the big gun
0: and they did and they certainly did and then they they captured this thing in such a way that you never really got a good look at it because it was again it was captured really weird on camera and stuff it wasn't it didn't have like a smooth you know organic kind of movement it was caught really weird and especially when it's coming down the stairs you're like what the fuck and then when it's when it's what?
1: When it's coming down the hallway.
0: And then when it's coming down the hallway, it was oh, just my God. weird perspective on it and stuff. And very cool.
1: If there were a time that I had to cover my eyes, that would have <laughs> been it. But I guess by this point, I was already, you know, it was already a family friendly film. So he didn't he didn't quite get me. But that was fucking creepy. And oh my God, it was awesome. That was probably my favorite part with all the girls and... You know, him chasing them and them getting spooked and getting thrown. They were getting thrown in their rooms, like, hitting yeah. the wall.
0: Yeah, you can't tell me some of those girls didn't die in that moment.
1: I mean, if they did, they didn't show it.
0: <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. I, I don't know what else to say. That was definitely among the coolest bits in all of the Conjuring series. Yep. And then I I also like the metal nature of the Irene and nun battle. Of course, you know, I like that the nun kind of gets the upper hand. You think at least, you know, he gets the eyes or or the nun gets the eyes and you're like, okay, (laughs) it's got the eyes. I thought we were going to have the eyes. And then it, uh, and then the payoff happens. The, you know, the really surprising payoff that could have been built in better ways from a different couple different angles, but it did kind of help sell Irene as a character. Finally. And her, you know, bursting her into flames It's cool, but she doesn't burn because she's like, I guess she's kind of the reincarnation, really. She's not just a descendant. She's like the reincarnation of.
1: Oh, OK.
0: Of of um St. Lucy,
1: Yeah. OK. I, yeah.
0: And then I guess in that moment, we had an actual miracle happen and she was kind of infused with some deeper divine power and was able to ward off the Valak. Which is cool. It's very metal, you know. It's I was, I'm just completely sold on it, and I love the. I wish we had embraced it. I don't know how we do it, and they did it a little bit going to the library, asking around, finding different artifacts, and like connecting the dots. Right. I wish we could embrace the national treasuriness just a little bit more, because I like that they, you know, were like, all right, where would it be? Where would the eyes be? And then they go to the room with where the goat stained glass is at, and then they hear the story, and then they put the light through the glass and identify where it's going to be with, I'm like, this is, this is cool.
1: Yeah. They definitely kind of did a Da Vinci code thing here too. So
0: well, I think that's where national treasure probably starts. And <laughs> the Da Vinci code.
1: There it is. This is the Da Vinci code on crack.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's about right on crack.
1: Cause I think in the Da Vinci code, it's like, Oh, someone's the descendant of Jesus Christ. Right? Okay. I don't
0: know. I haven't seen it.
1: Okay. Or read the well, book. Well, I read the book. But, you know, here she's a descendant of Saint Lucy, so
0: Oh, they ripped that right out. Yeah. of the Da Vinci Code then.
1: When you said that about the reincarnation, I'm like, "Hmm. Interesting."
0: Okay. They ripped that right out of Da Vinci <laughs> Code. I see I see what's happening here. I've never seen her or what or read the book, so I wouldn't know. And then that's I say national treasure because National Treasure took the conspiracy part of the Da Vinci Code and ran with it in American history, yeah. Which is very cool. I wish the other national treasures were actually good, not just the first one. <laughs> but I guess there's only room. You can only have so much. You can only have so many secret <laughs> tunnels and buildings under shit. You know, you that's can't. True. Everything can't be connected undergrounds. You know. But no, that's that's cool. I have to watch the the Da Vinci Code.
1: I do want to bring up one of my favorite parts and it's not really anything significant but i just thought it was kind of a cool concept but um in the beginning when that priest gets burned we see the uh holy water start evaporating that was pretty cool i'd never seen that anywhere that i can think of where holy water starts evaporating so i i I like that i don't know if they captured it super amazing but definitely the concept was there and i liked it
0: was that valix doing
1: yes that was frenchy
0: i mean guess and does that just indicate the power of valix i think so not to be trifled with
1: yes not even holy water stands a chance
0: well if the blood of christ <laughs> doesn't stand a chance i don't think any holy water is <laughs> gonna do any good that's, what I, that's all I'm saying. You know what I I'm mean,
1: saying? Uh, I know what you're saying. That makes sense to me.
0: Obviously, Irene is going to have to become the walking like Thanos glove, where she's got to collect all these relics to become powerful enough to uh... defeat Valak. So next is King Arthur's sword <laughs> and the Holy Grail.
1: And the Declaration of Independence. And the Declaration of, <laughs> <laughs> of
0: Independence. <laughs> She's gonna fuck Valak up for once and for all. Can't be in five movies.
1: Yeah, she's gotta collect them all first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's funny. What is the what's the glove called?
1: Is it the gauntlet? No.
0: The infinity gauntlet. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I have no idea. Um, Thought you would know.
1: No, I don't know. The name of the glove.
0: Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They're called Infinity Stones, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. They, we need that kind of movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be sick.
1: That'd be funny. That would definitely be a comedy horror.
0: Yeah, they would have a hard time not making it like that, wouldn't they?
1: But give it a try.
0: Are you looking forward to the future of The Conjuring?
1: Yes, especially have we left this movie here? You know, we know we know Frenchie appears again. We know... Uh, I know.
0: What, how do does... you... How is he connected to Ed and Lorraine?
1: Yeah, exactly. And when, um, at the very end, when, you know, he's walking off with his little family, you know, sister Irene kind of looks at him and then we have some ominous music. So, you know, it's not over. And that's it. Like what, what the fuck just happened? Okay. What, what's next? Where did it go? Who did it, uh, vessel onto?
0: I mean, it, it's still in Frenchie, far as we know. Is Sister Irene Lorraine Warren?
1: I thought that. I think that. I don't know where my logic is, but I kind of had a a inkling. With
0: well, the eyesight, the premonitions, and stuff—that's a big one. Yeah. Not many people get those.
1: <laughs> and you know the connection with Frenchie
0: mm-hmm. and the nun. The nun's following
1: and the Lorraine. Nun. Yes, that's right.
0: So there's something, you know.
1: There's something there.
0: There's definitely something there, and I.
1: Wait, is the nun following Lorraine, or is it following, uh, the guy Ed, whatever his name is?
0: I think it's following Lorraine. Okay. Yeah, don't get insidious mixed up with.
1: Yeah, I'm. <laughs> with the why conjuring. would they use the same fucking actor? I Who know. fucking knows? James
0: Wan, he must God like him. Damn. Like
1: him enough to give him the reins, and he fucks it all up.
0: I know, never again.
1: Never again. Yeah. Okay. So it's Lorraine. Yeah, I'm getting that confused with the lady that follows him in Insidious. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's gotta. They've gotta be the same person, I think. Yes. And I think it's cool if they end if she ends up being if Sister Irene ends up being Lorraine. I think it's very cool that in real life that's her little sister. Oh, yeah. And so there's a, you know, complexion maturity there that you can kind of see in a fun way. that you, How many times does that happen in movies, you know?
1: Yeah, rarely.
0: So I think she is, totally. Because it
1: can't be our Sister Irene's kid. First of all, she's a nun. Well, yeah. Second, well, you know, not that that's going to stop nobody, but second of all the age it is an
0: obstacle at least yeah in a, or hurdle you, know, you can jump hurdles <laughs> but the age but is an important age. part yeah they i think they line up perfectly because she's probably in her late 20s and by the time the conjuring rolls around lorraine's probably in her late 30s 40s early 40s Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: and that, that i can see right? that yeah. yeah that feels yeah. right <laughs> But I, I think like a it. lot of, I think a lot of the Conjuring happens in the late sixties, seventies. Okay. So I feel like the time is perfect, and then the premonitions, the connective, the connection with Frenchie of all people, mm-hmm. and then the nun. It's just there's too many angles for this kind of movie for that not to be super obvious. Yeah. And if it wasn't from the get go, they certainly wrote themselves in a corner. I feel like so. <laughs> They're going to have a hard time getting out of it unless maybe it's an older sister a like she is in real life. And then they go down that route. I don't know what that would look like, but I think the change of names would be a fun premise for a nun, you know?
1: Yeah. Long lost sister, some kind of cousin, something. One last thing I had an issue with. How is defeating a demon a miracle? You know that's what Sister Deborah wanted to see.
0: Yeah, no, I I think the miracle part is not defeating the demon. I think the miracle part comes from they survived this incident. I think it's on that side of things. Mm. I I can't tell you the definition of a miracle. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not a priest or anything. You're not. I I think the whole miracle concept is. The ultimate lazy justification to the acceptance of knowing that you probably can't ask the right questions, let alone understand what's actually happening. You see what I'm saying? No. Just a laziness in...
1: and not having to prove anything? Yeah. Okay.
0: Just a kind of a dogmatic way of just accepting shit happens, you know? <laughs> Kind of thing.
1: All right. Yeah, it was it was just said too much. Like, oh, witnessing a miracle. It's like, what? what's the miracle?
0: And that's unfortunately for like a writer on a Conjuring film. It's going to be hard to explain because they're not religious philosophers or even philosophers. You know, they're not of this caliber of mind, most likely. So they're going to have to go with just the really crazy thing happens and if people survive, everyone survives or we're able to take down the evilest of evils kind of thing. And so it's easy way to kind of shove what a miracle was under the rug and not have to really get into it. So I wouldn't yeah. get think too much about it.
1: It was just said too much.
0: It was. And I think that's
1: like, I get it. If you say it just to drive, you know, the story along. But this is somebody's sole purpose for traveling with Sister Irene. And this is her, you know, come to Jesus moment on why she left her family. And, I mean, it was just, it was it was a bigger deal. So, uh, it was, you know, it just stood out. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool.
0: I, I get it. I totally get it. These, these kinds of movies have to be careful with asking real questions. <laughs> I, I will say that. Yeah. And, you know, you got to applaud them on some level that they know some of the interesting questions to ask. Right? That's that's fun, but it's kind of like know your lane.
1: Yeah, you I would have I would have liked it better if she was like, I really wanna see a possession. Yeah. That's why I'm going. And it's like, all right, I'm with you there. Like, oh well, I wanna witness a miracle. Mm, which is what? You know what I'm saying?
0: No, I get it. I get it. I don't i yeah I'm not a fan of the miracle concept,
1: yeah, even if she was like, I want to see you kick ass like you did in the first one, you know, kinda kind of play it that way, like you're the you're the infamous anonymous I want to see you in action, like okay, all right, and we got a fan, I guess that just
0: build up the m c u qualities of this movie, <laughs> which would be cool I mean <laughs> this movie taps into a really interesting metal demonic thing like Pope's Exorcist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I almost feel like Irene and the guy from Pope's Exorcist, Exorcist should team up. Yes. <laughs> we need a crossover.
1: We need a crossover. I'm for that.
0: What movie is going to cross over with Sinister? Insidious.
1: Insidious, yeah.
0: That's the rumor, I guess, which is such a mistake. I feel like <laughs> Sinister should obviously cross over with Conjuring, if they're if it's going to be anything.
1: But we don't make the calls.
0: We don't make the calls. We just...
1: We just say it.
0: We just get free advice that no one takes. That's true. You know, not even charging for it. All right, man. Do you have a budget guess for me?
1: I do. So my budget guess, since the first none was 22.
0: A little higher than you thought.
1: I went 30. Boom. Easy. Mm. Okay.
0: It says here that it was 38
1: oh, million. Oh, uh, that's close. <sighs> Yeah.
0: Close enough. 25% off, but...
1: Damn. I should have said 35.
0: 35, I would have accepted 35. Dang. (laughs) So
1: close. Okay. All right. We're getting pretty expensive here, aren't we? I can see
0: it. It's a much more beautiful movie. I...
1: It was probably all in the magazine flipping.
0: Yeah. I mean, the magazine bit was cool, but that was probably a $5 million scene. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Yeah, I can see it. There were, you know, tons of sets. The it seemed like the school was really fleshed out, and it's it's that's a lot of money for this kind of film, though. Still, yeah. I uh, they James Wan needs to teach a class on how to how to budget, how to budget, how to spend your money.
1: He needs to come teach me. I Feel like I, I've I said know. that before, but it's still true.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's one of him and maybe Ari Aster or. Darren Aronofsky with the whale.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I feel like. They need to be finance professors?
0: <laughs> yeah. They need to do like a. Some kind of master class on how to. <laughs>
1: Film budgeting 101. <laughs> yeah.
0: That'd be cool. It went on to make quite a bit of money, though. Not as much. Um, oh. Proportionally, but it went on to make 262 million. So very, very good. Okay.
1: Still good, yep.
0: But not 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 any no, not ten times their budget, you know, that's always that's always nuts to see.
1: When did it come out, do you know?
0: Came out September eighth. Okay. So it's done. It's still at theaters, but it's it's done making yeah. money really. So I mean that's that's awesome though. I'm glad to see the conjuring move right along, you know, making money and stuff and hopefully hopefully there are many more to come. There's more good Conjuring films than there are Saw films. Eh? eh?
1: No. Oh, no? Okay. No, no. D- did you even think about what you said? Yeah.
0: There's like three good Saw films.
1: No, sir.
0: There's at least four good Conjuring films. No. <laughs>
1: I'll come back to you with on that. Okay. Maybe we could do a Saw ranking and then a Conjuring ranking. That's a good idea. To prove you wrong.
0: That's a good idea. I like that. All right. Well, thank you for watching this film with me. I had a lot of fun with it.
1: Me too. I had a lot of fun talking about The Nun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: good one. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of The Film of Steins. I hope you guys go see it. Go support The Nun in whatever capacity you can. Decent film. Much better than Nun One, yep. Right? Agreed. Without a doubt.
1: Without a doubt.
0: Again, nun two makes nun one just look worse. I hate it for you know for them. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Good. Agreed. Gotcha. I mean, you know, I w- I would have wanted more cheesy jump scares, but yeah, that's that's probably just a personal thing. Nothing against the film, because you completely switched everything, so no need to keep the jump scares.
0: Yeah. Again, they probably thought the nun itself. Had lost all of its mojo in that in that camp, you know, which is maybe kind of true. Yeah. But so they kind of they kind of made up for. They tried to. I feel like at least towards the end there. So it's yeah. good though. But yeah, man. Thank you for talking to me about the nun too. That was good talk. You're welcome. Remember, you can join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for brand new episodes of the Filmistines over there on Google Podcasts, YouTube. YouTube's not up to date. But Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Patreon, come by, leave a comment, question, concern, thought, idea, inquiry, complaint, whatever you got. Sure. Journal. Grocery list. Grocery list. That's, <laughs> that's fine too. But until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Film of Steins. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives on the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, especially Patreon at patreon.com slash And follow us on social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time keep watching and keep loving the magic of movies this is the film of Steins, signing off that one sounded weird